This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another edition of Friday Night Live with That Mill Podcast. My name's Omar. Thanks for joining me. As always, my regular co-host first up, Mr. Mickey Simpson, next fan of the board. <laughs> How you doing? Evening. Yeah, no, good, mate. Good. Good evening, one and all. Good evening to the chat and also good evening to Mr. Neil Fizzler. Hello, Neil. Hello. Hello, Omar. How you doing? Mickey. You're good right? e- yeah. Hello, fellow. You all right? Yeah, good evening, everyone. I hope everyone's had a good week. Yeah, evening to the chat as well. A couple in there already. Be sure to get your messages in. Hello to Barry, as always. Hope you're doing well, mate. Same to Josh. Uh, evening, Keith. Very good Friday evening, chaps. We're on the cricket season. Well, yeah, it's been a lovely day today. I don't know how it's been for you down on the coast, uh, Neil. Well, you're not really on the coast, but down the southwest. It's been a lovely spring day up here in London and southeast way. How about yourself? The shitty as ever, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. with all the bad weather, it's us first. And... Uh... And it's just been murky, gloomy, you know, just a usual day, really. We'll we'll keep our sun, hopefully, for the weekend because, you know, it's a Friday feeling today, I feel like. Evening to Joe as well, Joe Zampa. Hope you're doing well, mate. I'm sure you'll get a couple of comments in about Ryan Woods' assist the other night um, and we'll be sure to jibe at Neil and Mickey for that. Evening to Matt, evening John. Evening, Alan, and evening to Darren Swan. So, yeah, I mean, today we're just going to cover, obviously, the last couple of games. We haven't actually done a show this week, so obviously we've saved up for Friday Night Live. We've got Saturday's game and, obviously, Wednesday night's defeat. Uh, Yeah, and we're also getting the drinking chat in quickly. So, you know, some revelations need to be made from myself. I'm on a Stella and Nelson Mandela. There we go. Mickey's on the start through. Neil, what you got to hand today? If you yeah, but if you'd told me that we were drinking alcohol, I wouldn't yeah, we, yeah, well, I wouldn't be drinking that. Well, if, if you was at the pre-show that we were doing, we mentioned it then. So uh... it was, <laughs> no. it was, it was, it was about quarter past seven. We went. Are we yeah. going to drink alcohol tonight? Or I'll not? blame I'll blame Mickey entirely for it because Mickey and it was, was like, like yeah, well, some of, us, yeah, so. well, some of us, yeah, well, some of us were looking at Millwall players from about nineteen oh. Uh, yeah, from about 1897, I got a query. So we just got on with that. Well, yeah, yeah, as Adam says, guys, what is everyone drinking tonight? I think there's a couple of shouts already in, but, you know, what's everyone got to hand tonight? I, I, I had to have Stella. It's my first one, I think, of the year, and um, it tastes just as good as I remember it to be. So there you go. 
Bullshit. Bullshit, mate. Estella, no. come on, mate. Estella's all. Uh, you know what? A classy drink, in my opinion. No, no, no yeah, I'm not. No, any different? I'm not. Not you know, I think eh? he's saying that it's your first drink of the year. I think that's what he's saying. Oh, it's my first Stella. It's my first did, Stella. So. Ah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, but it's your first Stella, but it isn't your first drink. Well, well I don't know. We're, no, no, we're, yeah, we're don't made unknown. Yeah, like, yeah, well, I tuck people up for a living. I know when they're avoiding the question, <laughs> you're avoiding the question. Yeah. Evening to Mick M as well. Hope you're doing well, mate. Um, Ruby Hobgoblins for Alan Smith. Yeah, Joe's on the Camden now. You, you love the Camden pale ale, don't you, mate? I think um, you're normally on some sort of Camden drink over there. Uh, Peroni for John yeah, London. and a and a Foster's for Darren Swan. I mean, Foster's is normally the drink I have on a Saturday morning when I'm on the train with my McDonald's breakfast. Oh. You get four cans of Foster's because Foster's is, excuse it, because you know how you drink it, Darren. To me, it's a bit of it's a easy to drink. drink. It, it's not chaps. It's a chaps I mean, drink. We won't go that far. Chavs. But it's it's a drink chaps Foster's. Drink. I'm drink. I could drink Fosters all day. That's all I can say. Mickey's on mute, by the way, Mickey, because I see you talking. As always, you've got some <laughs> point another you on mute. But... Neil, 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 don't mute me again, fella. Yeah, no, well, I'm, you know, when my hands are nowhere near the keyboard, my hands are actually to the side of me, yeah? I did not just, move you that time. Um, we've got me. Felton's Pilsner for Mick M, and also we've got Sparkling Ribena for Barry, uh, JD and Coke for Adam, and uh, yeah, I mean, Lidl's Dark Fruit Cider from Richard Lacey. I mean, I don't knock it. I think Lidl's normally do a few alternatives. I mean, yeah, well, if that's you're quite drinking, good, I reckon. If you're drinking Sainsbury's just, Basic, then I might question it otherwise. Hang on, one but, minute, one minute, one minute. Can we just go oh, back okay. to that one? Um, Mick, do you do historic um, re-recreation, you know, re, re um, what's the word I'm fucking looking for? Doing the old war zones, um, doing the old battles from history. Do you, um, do you do that? Is that hence why your picture, um, Mick M, if you can just answer that, because... Um, I've seen them loads of times at Warwick Castle, people like that, and they just intrigue me, you know, that they fucking do it. But, yeah, just just a random question. Reconstruction, I think, is what you're looking for, Mickey. Is it reconstruction? No, it's not. It's just just another word. But, yeah, no, it doesn't matter anyway. He knows what I mean, and they'll answer in the chat. So, um, so, yeah, and apologies to Darren. Um, Neil was calling you a chav. Me and and Omar (laughs) weren't calling you a chav. As I Um, said... Foster's is not my normal tipple. However, <laughs> a Foster's of a splash of lime on an away day, I could drink that all day. Like it's a, it's a drink that I could just sit on and probably have fifteen pints and still go out when I get back to London afterwards. So it seems to be that sort of drink that I can just kind of I have a tolerance to. Reenactment, that's right. That's the, the word. Spellers, then I don't know. Well, reenactment is the right word. There you go. Um, but yeah, let's steer back to the football. I mean, we'll come back to reenactment another time. I'm pretty sure, um, and I'm sure there'll be more comments about it made. But let's talk about some football, Neil. How's the last week been for you? I mean, we'll start with Derby County. A 1-0 win away from home and a good away win, I suppose, on the face of it, wasn't it? Obviously a clean sheet, a smash and grab, I feel like, personally. But what did you make of Saturday's game? I thought they were poor, we were poor and we got the three points, which at the end of the day, probably the most important thing, to be honest. It's a week ago, I can't really remember that much about the game. I can remember a very poor first half uh, where I think... We struggled to, well, we were quite difficult to break down. We were quite disciplined. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but it is what it is. It's a, yeah, but it was just three points, really, wasn't it? Well, a win's a win, I suppose. And, you know, the season we're having, I think it's probably the only bright sparks we can take is a win. I mean, Derby on uh, midweek, uh, Mickey, actually came back from 2-0 down against Brentford of all teams. Lee Gregory scoring straight off the bench at half-time. Um, and I think someone else, a sibling, I'm going to say, in a 2-2 draw. But, you know, I suppose if they drew against Derby, I mean, drew against Brentford, it's probably a good win on Saturday. I know I agree with Neil, they're both two poor sides out there on Saturday. But end of the day, a win's a win, I suppose, right? Three points are three points. That's it. That's, 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 that's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, three points are three points. And, um, yeah, nice. Gregory scored. Um, um, but, yeah, glad he didn't come back to us. But he's done his time. But, yeah, you know, good luck to him. You know, one, one the for the, the stats purist and to crush the idea of XG and football in general. Um, Derby had 70% of the ball on Saturday, nine shots. And we had two with 30% of the ball. We won one deal. So, you know, sometimes in football, it's not necessarily the stats that dictate the game. It's always who scores the crucial goal. So, yeah, I mean, reenactment's been the shout, obviously, from Matt here. I mean, Josh Baines on the Vodka and Iron Brew, he's then said it's a game changer. I mean, I've never tried it, so I'm intrigued to try Vodka and Iron Brew. So I'll have to give it a go. I might, um, try, and- 
I might try Iron Brew and Gin. Iron Brew and Gin. Okay. Oh, gin is filthy. It is oh, horrible, horrible, it's, horrible. It's lowering calories. So, I mean, you know, you can. Uh, lowering calories. Give us vodka. Give us vodka. So, yeah. the, but vodka they sell no, in this. It's not. It's a bird's drink. Vodka. It's a trendy no, it's bird's not. drink. No, it's what birds drink vodka, now because they want to be vodka trendy. in this country. Vodka in this country is shite. So unless gin, you buy a Polish, oh, gin's lovely. It comes from London. It's, it's horrible. No, you know, it's, it's not. It's bloody. It's fuck. It's fucking produced on the Barbican down here, mate. And you, know, you don't want to get anything from the Barbican down here because you're quite likely to get the clap. Well, so we, talk about, we talk about we talk, spoke about a good we talk about a good ninety minutes on Saturday. We'll talk about a good forty five minutes first um, away at QPR on Wednesday night. Mill two 0 up after forty five minutes, and then surrendering a three two lead. I mean a two 0 lead and losing three two to the hosts. Jed Wallace scoring for Mill and Mason Bennett. I mean, let's talk about the first half first, Mickey. I mean, that that was good, good. wasn't it? Two 0 up away from home and dominating the proceedings really, in all, by all counts, and it also an assi- and also an assist for Ryan Woods. I mean. It was, a great, it, was, it was a great through ball. Um, you know, it, it was a great through ball. And, uh, yeah, well done. Well done, fella. Um, you know, call it how it is. Great, great for, for that through ball. Um, what else can I say about him on that game? I, 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 it was a great through ball. So, it was a great yeah, finish well by done. Jed as great, well, wasn't it? Great yeah, great finish by Jed. Um Great finish, uh, yeah, yeah. Same as same as Joe said. You know, Ryan Woods was a fucking absolutely best player in the park for about twelve and a half minutes, and then he was just the cunt that we know he is. Yeah, well, it's classic Millwall, isn't it? Neil, I suppose you know we'd say the whole kind of thing of two and a half time, and I'm sh- sure most of us had a little nagging thought in the back of our head, thinking this could go, you know, pear shaped if uh, QPR change it up. And fair play to them, second half they changed it up. It was at us by all counts, and you know basically won the game 3-2 and made it comfortable, didn't they? That's a comment. Well, all right, on, can yeah. I talk now, Mick? Actually, I didn't actually think it was that bad. I, 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 I was actually entertained by watching the game. Uh, for the first time in a very long time, I don't give a toss now if we win, lose or draw. I just want to be entertained. Yeah, and I was entertained on, on Wednesday night. 2-0 up. Yeah, we should have saw the game out. But I think the difference was uh, three crap pieces of defending from us. Uh, they had a finisher. Can you stop putting them up over my face? It's very off-putting. Uh, <laughs> they had a finisher we didn't. Yeah. Uh, they signed. Yeah, but they signed Charlie Austin, and we signed a sick note in January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel if we had Austin, we'd have won that game five or six nil because they wouldn't have been anywhere near it. They were causing us problems with that long throw in the first half, uh, the blonde-haired geezer, and we didn't suss it out. And in the end, we yeah, we paid the penalty f- yeah, for not taking two or three chances that we should have taken at the start of the second half and in the first half, because we should have been out of sight before they scored a goal. I know Bennett had a good chance in the first half and obviously Hutchinson in the second half. Of all people, Cooper wins the flick on, doesn't he, from a free kick from deep, flicks it on and it's to make it 3-0. And if anyone but Hutchinson or Pierce or any centre-half there, if it's Malone, a striker, you'd probably back him to hit the back of the net. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people agree with this, you know. I think um, a few things said in here, typical QPR away game from Keith, always something to talk about. Uh, Mick Abbs talking about Woods here. Woods looks a lot more useful playing further forward. Joe saying the ball from Woods for Bennett's miss uh, was incredible. It was a good ball, to be fair. I remember that chance. And obviously, Bennett should have scored it. Thankfully, Bennett then made up for it about 30 seconds later, didn't he, with the little swivel hit in the box to get his body around it to make it 2-0. Um, that was absolutely uh, quality goal, wasn't it? It was a great, great finish. I thought really, it was really a good yeah, striker finish. Superb finishing. Yeah, they were both superb finishes. Woods... Wood's defence splitting pass for that first goal. He saw the pass and he made the pass. And Jed, it was an absolute lovely finish, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then the second one, you thought the chance had gone, but he swivelled, put it in the corner. But we should actually have finished that game. If we actually if we had if we had Charlie Austin instead of John Daddy Bavardson and 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 Bradshaw that came off the bench, we'd have won that game. But Neil, no whilst, question. to challenge that a little bit, if you scored two goals away from home, 
you'd normally think that's enough to win a game. I know, I know what you're saying. I agree with your point. But the two that played up front, and we should highlight it because obviously, like you said, there were two great finishes. But if you score two away from home with a defence that's normally quite solid away from home, you'd like to think the, the game would have been done. So maybe we should be picking more on the defence because Pierce, for example, and I know I've yeah, talked no, about Pierce a lot. Yeah, no, well, I did the... say that there were three pony pieces of defending, yeah? And Austin's first goal where he got the flick header in, yeah, that was awful. Yeah, he shouldn't ever have got near the ball. And the, and the rest of them, they were, well, one bounced around the six-yard box, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, it was just pony defending. And we all know that uh, Alex Pierce, well, he's just got no pace. He's got nothing about him. He's, yeah, he's over the I, hill. Yeah. I do feel he's sorry shot for this, the pieces. I do feel sorry for Pierce because obviously, like, you know, we, we were spoke about him for like, the last for five or six weeks. What I will say is I felt he had a good game Saturday against Derby. And I felt personally in the first half as well, I thought he was playing all right. And then I thought this is good. And then the second half, just Cooper just got after us, made it difficult for us. And as all the guys are saying here, like, you know, Matt MFC here, I'm still feeling about Wednesday. Absolute shit game management by Rowett. Pissed me off more than that he blamed the players. He could see it all come in. I'm not Rowett out, but he should hold his hands up. And do you know what? I think it's the point I want to agree with Mickey in a sense because... It doesn't take a genius to work out, you know, QPR 2-0 down at home against Millwall, a team that, you know, typically don't score many goals. Bit embarrassing for the home side. And it's no surprise, second half, they came out the way they did and basically tried to force the occasion and, in all sense of purposes, got the better of us, didn't they? And just wanted it more second half, it's fair to say. You know, it's no surprise. And maybe Rowett could have made changes to combat this. I know you don't change when you 2-0 up, but, you, you know, you, the players shouldn't be then coming out second half and doing the performance they did, should they? No. They should have. The, the biggest problem, um, what it was, is that when they made the substitutions, we just looked in the book, looked in our little playbook, and all that was written there was that. Mm-hmm. And we had fuck all else. We had nothing else to do. And it was literally, it was back to the, the Neil Harris um, football management skill of um, shit, what do I do? Because they've changed it right on him. He had no plan B and we didn't know what we were going to be doing. And the problem was, again, we made substitutions very late in the game when you're not going to be able to change. As soon as they brought in those substitutions just after the second half start, we should have then loaded ours up and gone, right, let's go in and start putting them. Because in the first half, we had we had loads of room in midfield. And then come the second half, once they made those changes, the door got closed and we were fucked. I think they just, you know, spotted it. They tried to match up at the back. They played a 5-2-3, 5-3-2 similar formation to us and basically got the better of us. Quick one, just beside note, Gavin, you always mention your beers and what you're drinking, mate. Um, we're on the, I'm on the Stella. Mickey's on the cider today. So, hey, you know, we're all drawn towards the beer, I think, after Wednesday night, to be honest. But quick one here and a one for the chat, to be honest, to discuss and everyone give their opinion on this. And I will come to the boys in a bit about this. If we had a striker, any striker. But I'd argue the two chances that Bennett and Wallace both took were good striking finishes and the partnership between the two of them looked really impressive on Wednesday night. At least I thought that. And I'm not <clears> suggesting <throat> it's a long-term fix, but I don't think if we had a striker in there on Wednesday night, would have. I, I agree with the point Neil said there where we had the chance and should convert them. But I think to score two guys away from home, we should be seeing that game out, in my opinion. And I think that's not necessarily the striker's fault that we then didn't go and win that game, I think, on Tuesday, on Wednesday night. So that's something maybe you have to discuss and obviously get your comments below about that one because also this, to score 15, 20 goals striker or to get find that striker, I think Rowett said it during the week in an interview with News at them. But I, I don't think, it, I think it's too simplistic to say we need a goal scoring striker. I think we also need to sort the way we play personally, but that's just me, my thoughts anyway. Um, Darren saying Woods lost the ball on, the, on for their second goal, trying to turn on the halfway line. I think it was more of a hospital Absolutely, pass from Alex yeah. Pierce. I thought it was a hospital pass from Alex Pierce, personally. Maybe that's just me sticking for Woods up a little bit there, but I think it was a hospital ball yeah, from Yeah, I think uh, it was Pierce. six or one half dozen of another. Yeah, but I think it was a hospital ball, but yeah, but then Woods lost the ball. So if Woods hadn't lost the ball, Pierce's shit pass wouldn't have made any difference, would it? I think it was mm-hmm. just a calamity of fucking errors, really, wasn't it? And summed up our evening. Yeah, I think a lot of people agree with um, what Mickey's saying. There's no plan at B, so to speak. Um, Richard here saying, what's plan A? <laughs> Good question. I mean, do we think do, do we think the team we've got now and the way we're playing, is that... I feel like Rowett settled on that and he's deciding this is what he wants going forward. So in that, with that in mind, guys, 
Are we going to have the same formation next season, do you think, especially with Crowds being back? Do you think we'll get away with playing this way? I mean, Neil, maybe it's one for you, but do you think, I, don't, I personally don't think we'd get away with playing the way we're playing if we had a, a Denon to go to on Saturday. That's my opinion. I don't think he gives a fuck if there's fans in there or not. I think that this will be his... Uh, yeah, no, he won't. Trust me. Uh, he, uh, he's, yeah, but he's got his formation. He's got his plans. He's got his thoughts. And he'll stick to them. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can boo. We can howl. What I think you'll find is that he will he will stick with this formation, but he, he'll probably bring in the players that he wants to play there. I, I read a thing last week on the South London press that he's already talking about strikers for next season. But interestingly, he was talking up uh, the new chief scouts contacts abroad. So it looks mm. as if he's going to go down the foreign route to look for a striker, about, which is an interesting a, one. But it's about fucking time because we haven't scouted in, in Europe for fucking years. If, if ever, probably from... Yeah, well, Adolf well, Hitler was, yeah, was knocking thing. around Europe the last time we scouted there, let's face no, it. No, no, we, we've had we've had <laughs> plenty since then, but I mean, we probably haven't really scouted in Europe since probably the mid-90s or so, and I think the only reason that we yeah, get some of the ones from Australia... Neil, Neil, you see, yeah, you see my lip now. moving means I'm talking. Yeah, what happens yeah. now is you've actually got an agent. An agent won't put European players... To Millwall, an agent has actually told me that they will not put European players forward to Millwall. So we so could scout there. So there's yeah, no basically. point scouting then. Pick up the phone, get on the call to Steve Cav and tell him, don't waste any of the club money, mate. The agents aren't going to give you players. So that's it. Yeah, I've got his number. I'll text it to you in a bit if you want. Yeah, go on. No point spending money, is it? We're going to get the players. We're going to get players who so just one agent, whatever, there is still going. I know of an agent who goes there scouting and, and he knows of lower, the, the B teams, the C teams of Real Madrid and all the other teams, you know, like not necessarily Real Madrid, but those sort of teams where those youngsters need to get proper football and they think the championship is a good way for them to, to bed in. So I think if we've got scouts out there and we're looking at it, I think we're probably fine players. Because don't forget Europe has the B teams and the C teams, don't they, unlike what we have. Yeah, well, we've just got under twenty three squads, which, which is which is our equivalent, isn't it? But we ain't going to go signing people from Real Madrid, so let's get real about it. No, do you know you don't know if we're going to get a B or a C. we could get a B, a C, or a D team player, an up and coming youngster who needs a bit of bedding. We could get him. I'm not saying we're going to go sign a fucking A team player, am I? But where else are we going to do? We're going to sit there and do it. The championship, the League One, League Two. I think. With the way they've done everything, with wages, everything else, is going to be fucking hard to sit there and do. Um, and I think, realistically, you're going to have to look abroad. We're not looking in Ireland like we used to. We're not looking in Scotland as much as we were. So we've got to look at the Germans, Spain, Italy, and see where we go from there. That's where I think if we're going to get anyone, we'll get a nice youngster or something will suddenly come in and, you know, nice loan or a cheap deal and, and, and hopefully be able to give us the 15, 20 goals we want. I'm of the opinion, as of, I'm of the opinion yeah, as I've been for a long while. Yeah. Um, if, you want to, if you want to talk over me too, yeah, go for it. Yeah, Gavin Smith's point here. Uh, I think it's something to do with the fact that we traditionally don't sign foreign players and certainly from a couple of agents I've spoken to when I was well, when I was doing the football, uh, yeah, when I was doing football transfer stuff, I think our reputation goes a little bit before us. I but, think... But that's only what I've been told by a couple of agents that I've dealt with. I don't believe that's personally to be a thing. I, I can see it. I understand the point. But I think if, if Mill is interested in signing a player and we put the money there, surely the deal will be done and hopefully a player will be interested. I don't think, you know, I think players dream at the chance of coming to the Premier League. And if they can't come to the Premier League, the Championship's normally a good showcase for it. You look at the likes of Wendy oh, yeah, and elsewhere, you know, in Norwich, all their assets are so sought after because, you know, Championship, they look at it as a kind of a, a step up to the Premier League almost. It's like a second Premier League. So I, I agree. I get your point. But I think it's more so, I think, if Mill want the players, go and get them. I think the guys are saying, obviously, it's a lot cheaper to go abroad. You, you never quite know. I think, personally, a lot of it is also to do with the way we set up as a team. I think you've got the likes of Conor Mahoney to come back, who's in training again, which is going to be interesting to see what happens. But 
I think the way we set up as a team is not set to play attacking football. And even if we had, you know, foreign players in this team, I don't think they'd look as good as, you know, everyone's thinking they will because we don't play that certain style of play. We don't play to dominate games. We play to sit on the counter-attack. So, I don't know. Maybe that's one to spoke about another day. But, yeah, I mean, Mickey, we've got um, a game coming up this week. We've got... Just before we... Sorry, go sorry. On. Just before we do that, um, there was something... Well, I know, don't... Go on, go on, don't go on. Go on. <laughs> it was there, and now it's moved fucking miles forward. So, yeah, yeah, go. Oh, we got some feedback, didn't we? That's what I was going to talk about, actually. I was going to... We got some feedback, didn't we, from uh, a f- someone that left a review on Facebook, was it? Or someone that got in touch on Facebook the other day? And they made some points to us, Mickey. I think about the club and how the... Um, what was one of the co- comments? You've got also the feed, haven't you? You've got uh, the survey the club put out, you, which you was going to talk about. You've got them all loaded up on here, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got them on there. I can't think what that one was on Facebook, though. I've sent it to you, didn't I, I think? Yeah, I doesn't matter. Group. Anyway, but what do you want to talk about the survey the club sent out? Because you obviously had some views about well, that you wanted to express today. Well, my point is, I mean, look, it's there, right? We're just bunging up. The questions on this survey just seem really, really loaded to not actually... It seems to me as if they're driving commercial value. Um Let's go that way. There we go. Um, it, it, it's They're driving commercial value by asking you which way you communicate with the club through social media, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It don't work anyway. Um, where everything's there, then the last two questions is about the SEO, and then you don't actually see anything from the SEO. You know, you obviously, she does a great job, but, there, you know, there's nothing there towards the MSC or, or fan groups or anything else. I just wonder if the club's route is... Is looking at um, is looking at doing, you know, the SEO is the one what leads everything, or is it going to be, you know, the fan groups are going to be pushed back into the foresight? Um, that's that's the question. What you know, out of that survey, I want to know because obviously reading that survey, it's more social. You know, do you think the club cares about you? Um, you know, and which way do you communicate with the club and all that? I mean, to be fair, we spoke about this. I don't really look at the website. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, one for the chat as well. I mean, do, does everyone? How do you consume your meal media? Because obviously they've put a little uh, survey out, which I think they've emailed to anyone on the mailing list and probably season ticket holders and members as such. But you know, I think it has changed a lot, and obviously that's what I want to gauge that view, I guess. But it is interesting you pick up, Mickey. You know what you take from that is obviously maybe they might do away with maybe the power the MSC has. Maybe maybe it'll be a change <clears> of all going through the SLO, which is what you obviously shown us, isn't it, from uh, the club? But yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It could be interesting. I don't know what they're going to I mean, maybe change the way they do things. or I f- Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think, you know, you should have – I don't think you should have loads and loads of fan groups, you know, but I think, you know, if you want whatever fan group you want, um, what represents you, then if that means you need 10, 12, because some of the premierships and, and other clubs have, you know, a good a few different groups what represent the majority of the fan. As long as they've got communication with, with – uh, the senior table at the table at the club, then that's great. But I, I, you know, I just it just seems to me as if they're more interested in building better options between certain, you know, social media accounts and actually putting information out. And you know, some of the stuff that's come out recent from the club with um, pictures have, have all been quite Cholteny, haven't they? They've been, you know, some of the some of the pictures and stuff have been very, very, you know, the only full one. It's been a meme. It's been a meme, as they say in the current yeah, world. Yeah, being yeah. A and meme. It seems well, that's the way it's... that it's going now, isn't it? Yeah, but well, that is it's the way that's about going. Yeah, yeah, well, just to answer somebody, I just actually went offline because I went into the kitchen to get a cider and I didn't want, um, yeah, my kitchen's directly behind me. Where was we? Go on, Mickey. What was you saying? Sorry, you, you say something. I just, I just, uh, look, I just think that, yeah, the world's gone forward. It's all about likes. It's all about social media because that's what sells advertising. You know, mm-hmm. you can go, you can go to an advertiser and go, look, you know, we get 8 million, you know, exposures a month on our Twitter account. We get this on Facebook and all that. When, you know, that's great. But most fans couldn't give a fuck about that. It's about, you know, being in communication because realistically, let's be honest, we find out more information through South London Press and News at Den and and more honest um, feedback than what we ever do from the official club. I mean, you look at you look at even even go as far as the podcast. So the people who do the podcast at the club are fine. I mean, Paul Jiggins, lovely bloke and all that, great, great fella. But you look at our interview with Paul Robinson and look at their interview with Paul Robinson. We get 
more we we get more stories on our one than what they've got in there. So it's very very commercial. Everything seems to be commercially focused, which is great. But I think the fans nowadays, where the way social media, the platforms, everything are, I think they just need to be a bit more rather than letting you know. John Kelly, Southwark News, etc. You know um, Richard Crowley, all of that just just leaking more of the stuff than what the club does. Which I don't think they leak a lot as it is. I think at one point before you always remember no, they don't, they don't call them to Aldo. Go to Aldo. Go to Aldo. Mm. And this is before Aldo worked for the club. You know when Aldo ran News at Den. News at Den used to be the hot place to get any leaks, any information. And before that, it was. At accordance Aldo. And I always remember going to Twitter, going to search at accordance Aldo. Now at times it's all really hush hush from the club, which I understand is for their benefit. But I do think like the media as well, and maybe, you know, obviously Neil, you work in media, but you know, I think the club are very self-aware of their image. And as a as a result of that, I mean everyone's aware of their image, don't get me wrong, but I think Mill in particular, how it's run nowadays, they're very aware of the press they get. And as such, it does damage like, you know, what as fans we get from the club, I personally think. I, they're going to control what they put out there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to my mind, the local media—they're useless because they don't want to, because they don't want to jeopardize getting into games, or they don't want to. They want their interviews on a Tuesday. They don't dig anymore, yeah. Uh, yeah, but let's face it, who is the Millwall correspondent at the South London Press? Yeah, well, I couldn't tell you because they actually either have Lucas Ball doing a game, Jake Saunders, Sanders, is it? He'll do a game. Richard Cowley, who oversees them all, doesn't yeah. he? Richard Cowley, he's on top of them, I think. Yeah, but he's a sports editor, but he does more Charlton than he does Millwall. You mm. think back, Rob Bowden did Millwall for many years, and I'm, yeah, well, I knew Rob. Kevin Brennan, you knew who covered. Toby Porter covered them for years, yeah? Yeah, Toby, Toby uh, Porter's now in charge, isn't he? At South uh, London, he's now the overall editor there. Is he? All oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah. But they're not... You used to have journalists. The South London Press would employ somebody to cover Millwall, like Toby. Somebody else to cover Charlton. Somebody else to do other clubs. But now they get these students to do it. And let's face it, they're okay for whacking out a few tweets and retweeting. But do they have the contacts to actually go out there and to dig out stories? Aldo, when he started News at Den, he was, what, 16, 17, 18? 16, I think. Yeah, and he did, and he does what I do in rugby. I just make a nuisance of myself, yeah. And you eventually you get to know people, and that's gone out of journalism. With fast funding up to ten thousand dollars available through Net Credit, our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus, so you can build credit history as you repay. See what Net Credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All Net Credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the Net Credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com/partners for more information. Message. Hey, girlfriend, it's Carol from Jury Duty. We never actually spoke, but I saw you ordered the same hoagie as me at lunch. What are the chances? Anywho, I heard you just got a boat. We should totally grab some hoagies and take it out for a spin. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. And especially local journalism. Yeah. Now they only get spoon-fed stories by Gary Rower or Billy Taylor and whatever else. They don't, <laughs> yeah, they don't phone up an agent like... Yeah, but take that Owen Campbell. I'd have been on the phone to his agent. I'd have been his, yeah, but I'd have been his fucking best mate for bloody three weeks. I'd have been whacking in WhatsApps, phone calls, and all sorts. Yeah, but and yeah, but you also don't get, and yeah, but you also don't get, you don't get close enough to the backroom staff. 
that would also give you a story or the woman in the ticket office that you'd get to know on a personable basis or even somebody like Lurch, somebody like Lurch, yeah, who's in and around the club all the time. You want to make your best mate because, because he'll see what's going on. And, but, but with these it's people, very they don't have those kind of, yeah, yeah, well, that's why. Yeah, they don't let you within a mile of it. There no, is absolutely very... no way that Millwall would let me any well within a mile of the training ground because I'd be no. too scared at what I'd come up with. Yeah. For the record, like I don't and think it... the club would do a bad job for the press they give us, but I think it is a very PG self-aware sort of yeah. yeah but it's and bland, like even it's bland. It's sent. Yeah, but... yeah. Well, it... yeah. Well, I was going to say censored, but I actually mean sanitized. Even yeah. Wednesday night. Nobody's... Even Wednesday night. Sorry, Neil. Just because I because I, I want to get to the chat. Really, if anything, even Wednesday night, the club. You know, Mill lose. Mill lose three two, and the the access that you know, Gary Rout doesn't get prodded enough for me. Like no, you know, absolutely. And, and I think like I'm not suggesting that his own media team should prod him. But even if it's the journalists that get access to him afterwards in the press conference, there's never like any cutting edge questions. It's always like because, we need to let's yeah, not piss the manager off. Yeah, yeah, let's not piss the manager off. Students yeah. and they don't know how to ask a question. Whereas I would have, yeah, my first question would have been, well, that second half was a bit shit, Gary, wasn't it? What went wrong? Yeah, yeah? but so it, maybe, but you find, maybe. But you find that people like Gary Rowett, yeah. He's a slick media operator, and he just speaks 110 languages of bullshit, really, doesn't he? Just, you know, he can just <laughs> dread. You know, he can just actually... Yeah, but they're all like it. You, know, you speak to a manager or a coach in any sport, nine times out of ten, they're, they're fucking linguists in bullshit. They really are, yeah? They've, yeah, they've got 110 ways of telling you the same thing, but it's all bollocks, Yeah. Sorry, 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 Mickey, sorry. Mickey, come sorry, on. Sorry. What's this about? We, Adam's asking us sometimes. There's a Lucas Ball that's a director true? on the game. So do you know a Lucas Ball that's the director at the club, seeing as you used to sit on the board? No, there's no Lucas. And listen, no, no, no. If this is true, I'm going to start a fucking <laughs> campaign. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Jokes aside, yeah? Yeah, but you I play fucking, it, Omar. Yeah, but I was you play on, it, so you should know. Adam knows on, it as well. Hang on, hang on. I was on Championship Manager. I was listed as a director of Championship Manager, and I took that as a fucking a big coup. Right, and and it was great. The problem you got is that is Lucas Bell a championship researcher for Millwall, possibly, and he's is. managed to get. His, uh, I don't know, but I tell you now, if that's true, then I think there's a, a campaign coming to fucking get him off um, championship manager with a next update because that's <laughs> a fucking liberty. That is that is a. He's definitely, it's definitely on there. It's definitely on there. It's definitely on there. Football manager, it's definitely on there because um Adam's also from Panama and he actually mentioned it before. So um and I've checked and he has Lucas Ball listed as a director. So I mean, let's we'll have to find that out one day. But which is interesting. Interesting comments here from the guys here in the chat about obviously the thoughts on the post-match interviews and. All the side, you know, Barry saying that's why he talks the same shit week in, week out. Everything comes out of the club is neutralized, says Nick Allen. They tell us what they want us to hear. Jim crack, which is what I think personally, and this is what I said to you guys about the formation and how we're playing. Why we'll get prodded when the crowds come back. I, I know personally from my own social media, from what I see from friends that I go to games with and friends that I know of that I've got on media, a lot of people don't enjoy the style of play we have at Millwall and the style of play that Rowett's persisting with. Don't get me wrong, we're 10th place in the league. So who's going to argue, you know, he turns around to you and goes, we're 10th place in the league. And Neil, we've discussed this. And this is probably a lot of reasons why um, we don't do as yeah, many well, shows as we do. I would ask you a question. Yeah, well, I'm 100%. Question? Yeah, well, I'm 100% with you where you're going here, yeah? That is why I wasn't too upset on Wednesday night because I was actually entertained, yeah? It was actually a good game of football. I've actually... Yeah, but if we'd have lost 3-0 and not tried, I'd have been fucking suicidal. Or, yeah, we're not quite suicidal, but you know what I mean, yeah? But because it was an entertaining game, you kind of think, oh, well, we lost 3-2. Yeah, well, yeah. we're not going up, we're not going down. So it's one of those things. Sorry. 
No, that's fine. I was going to ask you exactly that anyway. You answered it for me, but obviously I was going to say, like, you know, why you found it enjoying, and then obviously you mentioned it there. But, yeah, some more comments. Post-match interviews should be asked. The questions the fans are asking. All the right stuff seems like it's all pre-planned question why to be asked me. And this is what my point is, really. And don't this ain't a, uh, me, like, disrespecting the, the club media team because, by the way, I love War Talk, the podcast I done with Muscat the other day. And, you know, they obviously went for some clickbait um, questions in there preempted in the first place. But I think Max does a good podcast there with Mark Field and obviously Paul Jiggins is obviously the journalist they get on as well which you know and if anything more people doing podcasting in our world is a good thing for us I think so but I do think like Yo, can I enlighten slightly Yo, can I Yo, can I enlighten slightly what will happen is uh, yeah, well, at the end of the game Billy Taylor will go to Gary Rowett and he'll say right and these are the questions that were expected to be asked about this game yeah so it's his job as the as the Joseph Goebbels and Millwall to actually put that thought into Rowett's head, so Rowett has prepared his answers. That's why, as a journalist, you really you want to think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, well, that's why they actually yeah, well, that's why it actually sounds pre-planned. Question-wise, Matt, it's because. The press officer will say, expect these questions in the press conference and then we'll ask you about this, this and this. And it is soft soap. It's bloody, yeah, but the questioning on the club media channels is softer than the journalism in a flight magazine, really. Mm. Yeah, in one of those in-flight magazines. It's, uh, yeah, but it's just the way it is. But they will actually go to the manager at the end of the game and they'll say, you can expect these questions. These are the questions that you're going to get. Uh, as So Rabbit's already planning his answers and he might say to the press officer or whoever's briefing him, what do you think I should say? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why it all sounds the same because yeah, they know what's coming their way. And they've got up to an hour. It used to be up to an hour to appear. Glenn Hoddle, I used to cover Wolves for the Sunday Express many years ago. And Glenn Hoddle would pop up literally after 55 minutes. So you're waiting 55 minutes because he could get his head around it. Yeah, uh, Harry Redknapp used to come up after about an hour and 20 minutes after him and Jim Smith had watched a racing and right. things like that. But it... Yeah, well, that's why it all sounds the same. Gotcha. Um, Danny Shroud, it's all well and good to say we are 10th, which is obviously what I was saying about, obviously, the start of playing, we're still 10th in the Championship. It's the worst it's been for years. Barnsley are challenging for the playoffs, for fuck's sake. This, has a, this was a massive treat miss, and that lays with the manager, in my opinion. Mickey, thoughts? I think it has to lay with the manager. It, it, it was... The first half, we were. It was basically like you know we were Barcelona the first half, and then turned into being Akak and Stanley in the fucking second half. It was, he it, it, it just didn't read the game, and once they changed that game, <coughs> he just left it. And and all these bollocks of, you know, let's put substitutes on at seventy eight minutes, eighty three minutes. What's the fucking point in that? They're not going to change the game. When what was what was the subs on for, um, QPR, fifty something? He made yeah, they're pre planned substitutions, don't they? He made three subs in the 77th minute. He brought on Sean Williams, ben, um, Billy Mitchell and Bofardson in place of Thompson, Woods and Bennett. This is at the stage when it was 2-2 in the game. That's fucking too late, really, because QPR, you could see, I mean, I text you when it fucking was 2-0 and I went, what's 2-0 become 3-2? And fuck me, what happened? It become 3-2. We mm-hmm. all know it was going to happen. It's, is it, you know, is Gary the only person in the face of this earth who did not see that coming? Because if he didn't, then we got bigger fucking problems. I think, as we said, you know, it's a shame that we didn't deal with the game as we should have done. And obviously, 2 0 to 3 2 is classic Mill, but at the same time, it shouldn't have happened, even though it's happened in the past. But it's Mill, Mickey, mate. It's how we are. It's, it's unfortunately the way it is. Um, let's talk about tomorrow's game. And obviously, we play Middlesbrough at home. Neil, I know we love stats, mate, but I've got a corker for you that I tweeted out earlier. I don't know if you saw it, mate, but. In the 28 games, uh, well, 27 games so far, but in the manager career of Neil Warnock, he's never registered a league double over Mill in his career. This is his 20th league match against the Lions. What's your thoughts going into tomorrow's game? And also, you know, fair start from me there, by the way. 
Good stat, mate. Yeah, do you want a pat on the back for it? I think it's an incredible stat. He's <laughs> never done a lead double over Millwall. How many times has he played Millwall? 27 times. So, you know, we're going to win tomorrow. Well, we're not going to lose, are we, right? <laughs> well, yeah, we don't know what the hangover is after Wednesday night, really. Don't really. Uh, yeah, where are they? They're just above us in the table, aren't they? All just below us. Uh, is there a boat? Eighth place, seven points in front of us. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah no, well, I knew that we'd have. Yeah, they were in and around where we were. They're flatter to deceive, really, don't they? Big, cl- uh, yeah, we're supposedly a big club or a big club in their own minds. Uh, spend a lot of money on players. He is a good manager, whatever you think of him. Yeah, it's just a shame we're not there because he, yeah, well, it always gets a bit lively when old Collins in Tang, doesn't it? You think back to the Sheffield United game. Uh, that we were talking about with Mark Phillips, and I think they probably touched upon it in the Kevin Muscat interview. But they're going to be, yeah, but they're going to be tough to beat, and uh, I don't think we're going to win three 0 That's for sure. But I'd settle for a draw now. I think. Okay. Um, a boring draw or entertaining draw? <laughs> five five. Oh mate, like I that. just want yeah. Well, I just want an entertaining draw. To be honest. Yeah, I just want an entertaining draw. Because, yeah, we're not going up, as I said. We're not going down. So that's just play. Yeah, but that's just have entertaining games. As long as you're entertained, I don't really... <laughs> yeah, but it's just one of those things. I, I, yeah, but I'm not going to get upset at bloody defeats as long as I'm entertained. But if, we are, but if it's a shit game and we lose 2 or 3-0, then, well... Then it's all back on the row it out thing, isn't it? Well, we've got some um, early predictions coming in. Obviously, we always like your predictions, so be sure to get them in. Gavin with a one-one. Um, Keith thinks we will nick it three 0 tomorrow. <laughs> I, I love Keith's predictions. Keith's always um, the positive. I mean, I'm positive, but that's deliriously positive for me. I mean, but you know, just thought I'd say that one. Nil-nil um, from uh, Alan. More fun going shopping with the missus. Obviously, we can't go shopping at the minute anyway, mate. So you have to sit on iFollow and listen to Carl Bates and Max talk about the game. So, yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, no, we probably could instead. go shopping. Yeah, we probably could go shopping. You can still go to Tesco's and things I like suppose. that. I suppose. You can go and do a food shop, stand in the freezer aisle or something, yeah, and just have some fun in there, I suppose. Um, 2 0, oh, 0 2 from Barry here. Barry's not confident. Warlock wanted a job when it gave to Hollowank according to uh, Richard Lacey. And that was his word there, Hollowank, just for the benefit of the audio listeners. But, I think I do agree with this, and I've always thought this about Neil Warnock. This is just my personal opinion. He's always a, a manager that I'd love to have had at the Den. I don't know about you boys, but I know he's obviously had the history with the club, obviously the whole Warnock documentary with Kevin Muscat, that scene, that whole scenario. But I've always looked at Neil Warnock as someone that comes to the Den and goes, you know what, Like, give me your best shot. And I think at the same time, he would have loved to be sitting at home dugout at Millwall at one point or another just to manage Millwall. I think Millwall is almost the perfect club for Neil Warnock. Don't know what you boys think. Yeah, Can you actually imagine one kicking off and us going mental in the stands? It would yeah. be actually a marriage made in hell for the football league, wouldn't it? I think it would Sorry, be just Mickey, superb. I thought you were. Yeah, oh mate, it would be. It would be. If he, yeah, but the other manager I'd love to see down there is Jose Mourinho. I don't want to watch his football, <laughs> but what I would, but. What I would love to see him do is to kick off at a referee or a kick off at a linesman, and there's four thousand Millwall behind him in the stand. It'd be fucking brilliant! It'd be absolutely. Could you imagine mental. Jose Mourinho being in Millwall? <laughs> could, could you? <laughs> honestly, it would be mental. Honest... I think yeah, well, it isn't is... going to happen. Yeah, yeah, well, it isn't going to happen. But can you imagine him? whipping the crowd up by going mad and all of this yeah. gesticulation I could honestly, that he makes. I could honestly, it would be you know, fucking superb. You know, he was prominent, obviously, he was ex-Palace manager, ex-QPR. It doesn't bother me one second at all. Ex-Leeds as well. He's been around the block everywhere. But I think he would be, you know, a lot of people agree with me here. And I, Honestly, I do think, it's all, even now, even at this second, he's at Middlesbrough now and he's happy there, I know, but... If he was to leave at the end of the season and be 75 years old, I don't know how old he is at the moment, but I'd still He's have him in the dugout at Millwall. Yeah. You know, I'd still yeah, have him. At, that's it. Like, I'd yeah. still, I honestly think, like, and it's, he gets results. That's one thing, obviously. But I just think 
He's always been that manager. You know, you compare him, he's in the same bracket as the Allardyces, the Pulises and all that sort of stuff. The players, the managers that always get a shout for a job. But he is that kind of character where you look at him and go, yeah, Mill's perfect for him. But, you know, that's hearsay, Neil, there. Um, more about the game tomorrow, lads. Uh, Conor Mahoney's back in training. So we might see him on the bench tomorrow, maybe. Yay! You know, the, the, <laughs> he's going to come back in and um, revive our season. We're going to go on a run of Mate, nine games, one the bounce and win the league. So. Matt, I'd be very surprised if we see him. Yeah, how long has he been out for? Four or five months? Crazy, yeah, he came it? back once, played a reserve game and got a strain, didn't he? Or did he mm-hmm. play two reserve games and get a strain? I don't think we're going to see him until after the international break myself. Yeah, no, he boy. does actually. Yeah, but he lived, but he actually lives in Tavistock, which is which is actually a lot closer to my sister than it is to me. <laughs> um, yeah, he, I think he took. He always takes his team down that way, doesn't he? I think in that Warnock documentary, I'm pretty sure he takes Sheffield Wednesday to a pre-season of uh, Southwest. Yeah, Sheffield United. Yeah, no, he always does. Cardiff yeah. were down here. Sheffield, Sheffield. Wednesday were down here. Sheffield United were down here. Middlesbrough, I think, have been down here. Well, he always um, brings it down. A lot of people, he lives near you, he'll attempt to quit by and come to us, but a lot of people saying 100% agree. I'd have Wise back. I was going to come to that in a second. Darren Swan. Um, But Alan agrees. Warlock is a hard bastard, gets results and speaks his mind. Respect. I just, do you know, like when I've got the image of Ian Holloway when he came back as QPR manager and the whole, and the the Mill fans are terrorizing the bus. And he's given it, but he doesn't own it the way he's given it. I've got Neil Warnock in my head when he came to Mill as Lee's manager. And he's going like this, give it. And he loves it. And he's owning the fuck out of it as well. And like, he won that little spat. Do you know what I mean? Like, I look at Warnock and think, he's just carbon made for Millwall. He is the, he is literally like the identity you want and the head that's been in the championship for so many years now. You know, know. you know, you just talked about the time when Holloway come back. If you watch the U clip, YouTube clip on, um, what's on YouTube of when he comes in, right? He comes in on the coach. The coach comes around the wrong way, right? Um, I was standing right next to, if you look at the player's entrance, I was standing right there inside the little fenced off cordon, right? And I'm standing there, right? Just watching, making sure that, you know, we behave because we knew that he was going to come in and cause grief, say the fans did this, all that. So I was standing there making sure I was watching it all to make sure to say, well, no, the fans were thinking you, and he come in and he starts fucking goading the fans as he come around. Anyway, as he gets to the front, you could see the little bit of fear starts to take over. Anyway, he gets off the fucking coach, goes to walk, and some cunts fucking lobbed a Bulmers bottle, um, a big fuck-off cider bottle, yeah, from the crowd across the fucking at him, and it's missed him. And I caught it at last minute, and you watch that video. I'm standing with a green, I've got a green jacket, a big green light, just a dark green normal casual jacket, right? And you'll see Stewart's right coat. at the last minute. No, it's not a steward's coat, you cunt. It's a fucking, it's a, it's like a mod jacket sort of green, yeah? And you'll see me at the last minute fucking twitch as I move where this fucking bottle just skims the side of my head, mate. Fuck knows who threw it, but you fucking missed Holloway and fucking nearly took me out. But yeah, no, that was... A, yeah, that no, was well, I remember that, actually. Yeah, How I about this remember one? that. He the, the Football League talk. show... Yeah, but the Football League show made quite a lot out of that, didn't they? The, he got bollock the for that. He got... He missed he missed the team talk um, at the beginning of the game and he missed the first part of the game because their QPR director absolutely ripped him apart. Ripped him apart because he just he got there and he went to his plays. He went to this is what I was told, right? That he went to his plays, went, don't worry. He said, I was here for long enough. They fucking hate me. They're focused all their anger on me, and you boys would be all right. And what he didn't realise was that actually it was probably the best fucking chant I've ever heard where it literally it was just cunt, 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 cunt. And he fucking absolutely got annihilated and he walked off there and he was cocky at the front of the bus where he's capping his ear and doing all that. And then once he got off, he fucking lost his nerves. He walked, had to, he had to walk probably about 12 foot from the coach to the door. The old Bill were panicking like fuck. And, um, and to be fair, I think the Millwall fans were quite, Tempered, really. They they didn't do what hmm. I thought they were going to do. I thought someone was going to throw one bottle at the camp, didn't we? Instead of fucking, they didn't even throw it in. They threw it at me. They didn't even throw it in. They threw it at me. That's no. Can you blame them? 
Well, me, you can. Fuck off. Yeah. Ole, yeah, exactly. ole, ole, ole. You can't. You can't. Ole, 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 You can't. You can't. I remember that. That's a Mule Shard, if there is one. Fuck How about this one, by the way? Warnock with his um, with Muscat as his assistant. I think Muscat being back in the country is um, it is interesting one. I've I know he's been a coach in the Aussies. I know he mentioned it in that Wall Talk show as well. But I think he's filming. But you don't just come over here to film. I think there's more to it. Yeah, nobody in the country. Yeah, nobody was man. Yeah, nobody. I know this because because what Joe Dolan told me. He was actually managing in Belgium, got mm-hmm. sacked, and the pandemic hit. And apparently, he thinks there's more chance of him getting a job in Europe. I wouldn't and I think be surprised. All of his wife's family, and I think all of his wife's family are living in London or Crawley or somewhere like that. So it's easier to base himself over here than it I is to have to quarantine in Australia. I've got a big Sorry. expectancy that he gets a job in a League One or League Two, or I think I've got a gut feeling he'll get a job somewhere in in, in, just... in England. Just say one thing, Barry. Unfortunately, mate, Holloway will never get on this show. He's a prick. Um, yeah, but does and, he actually yeah. mean? Yeah, but does he mean Holloway or does he? I mean think he Muscat? meant Holloway. I think we were talking about Holloway at the time. So I think he means Holloway. And unfortunately, oh, Barry, that's... Holloway won't come on this show. But there is a, another uh, YouTube show what was threatened to get him on until he got cunted. But the, he's more likely to go on that show um, than he would on this show. Absolutely, I wouldn't want him on here. I've got no interest in him. There's absolutely I'll, no I'll have way. More interest, I'd, I'd have more interest getting Lomas on than fucking Holloway, and that says something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I can get Lomas. Lomas. Yeah, but to be honest, I've got no interest in speaking the hollow words. I didn't want him at the club. I think he's a cunt, and basically, he's just bad news. Oh, there you go. Look, there you go. Yeah, he did there say that. Um, but yeah, so tomorrow, what's your predictions, lads? I think we had some in the comments. Uh, Mickey, what's your prediction? I think Neil kind of said a draw. What are you expecting tomorrow, mate? 2 1. 2 1 Millwall, yeah? Who's getting yep. involved? Um, Cooper and Budvardson. <laughs> I'm gonna go... enough, I was going to say Budvardson until he said if any Millwall players are listening to this, and I know that some of you listen, you're probably listening on a podcast, do us a favour. Just get Bidvalson to write Neil on your on his undershirt or I love Neil on his undershirt. And when he scores, just lift the shirt up because that would give us untold amount of banter for the next fucking three years. But that would be great. You know, it, it, you, can you imagine him score, turn to the camera and go like that? Fucking that would be Yeah, well, I can have a word. With the father of somebody who actually lives quite near me. But fast to score any time is three to one tomorrow if you fancy a little. Uh, hell, that's not, that's not, yeah, what I'm actually hoping for is that the Vardson goes to a red to a redless country on international duty next week. But and then has to self isolate for two weeks. He doesn't have to self isolate, does he? He's an elite foot he's an elite sports person. They is don't have to isolate. Fu- is he fuck elite? Yeah, but he's about but, as elite as I am. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to isolate, does he? Because they're elite sports people. Correct. They're out so, to the workplace and hide. So, yeah. So, um, uh, no, actually, gonna... yeah, no, yeah, no, that's not quite right, is it? Because with Dylan White had to do two weeks in a hotel, they've changed the rules. Dylan White, the boxer, that's why they've moved the fight to Gibraltar. What did you just call him? Week. Did you Dillian just call White. him Dillian? Is his name Dillian? Yeah, Dillian White. Yeah, oh. Dillian White. Yeah. Dillian follows White. me on Twitter, mate. I know him quite well, so oh, I think I've met him um, a few times. I, I know, know what we call him. I know there was a lot of stir about United and all their staff because when they went, they were still allowed to come back to training and stuff like that. So I know it's, I don't know if the rules have changed since, but I do know it's like you're allowed to go to football. Yeah, but Dillian White mm. had to actually do two weeks in a hotel and they wouldn't let him do two weeks in the Matroom Bubble Hotel. At Wembley, it had to be, yeah, it had to be two weeks in a Heathrow hotel with no training facilities. That's why they moved him. Yeah, with Jude, yeah, with Jude Bellingham's the same. So, so we can only hope. And I think that hasn't uh, Marlon been called up by uh, by Antigua and Bermuda or somebody? The club didn't announce it. The club um, shared that Shane Ferguson and. Um... 
Rossi's face got called up uh, by Fartson. Yeah, no, but they announced he, it this afternoon. Mate. He, yeah, they announced it this afternoon. Yeah. There you go. Does Wassy's face play out front, Omar? Because if so, get him in the team tomorrow. Who's that? I don't know. When you went Wassy's face, yeah. when you went Ferguson and Wassy's face, get Wassy's name in front. Get him yeah. up front. We're, we're playing him as a striker tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he probably do better than uh, Farson anyway, Wassy's face. But um, I think we're going to win 3-1. There you go. Confidence for no reason. Yeah, three, three, one, three, one. One. yeah I think three yeah. one. I reckon yeah. Billy Mitchell gets back in the side. We're gonna play Billy Mitchell and Ben Thompson in midfield because why not? And then we're gonna have Woods behind John. as well. No disrespect. Hold on, to ben. Ben. Hold on a minute. Ben, yeah, was ben shit Thompson on isn't fucking. Ben Thompson's I, been shit. For I'm, the last not saying, three weeks. I'm not he saying. I'm not saying he's good to this standard. I, I'm not saying he's not up to this standard. He gets in our team though. He gets in our team at the moment. He does. Yeah, he shouldn't. He does. Yeah, he shouldn't do. I would actually have. I would actually have Woods above Ben Thompson. Ben Thompson's well, not any. This group, is what yeah? I'm trying to say to you. As in, I, I, my point for that was is we have two mill boys in the middle with Ryan Woods. They'll both score a goal, and uh, Bud Farson will score one to throw into your two shouts of Bud Farson scoring. We'll win three one. Jules Savile gets the one from Middlesbrough in the ninetieth minute. There you yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Yeah, have you been on the two of you? Yeah, but you've been on the two. I've been That's on the old, uh, this, I've been on the beer juice. That's what's on it. Before we end, um. Those of you watching on YouTube, make sure you click the subscribe and then you'll get links whenever we put stuff up. Next Friday night is going to be a slightly different show. Uh, we've got no football. We'll probably do another one in a week um, to just chat football probably. Um, early part of the week, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. But Friday night show next week is... Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Next Friday is going to be a completely different show. It's it's going to be a men's mental health special. We still want you all involved in the chat, but obviously rather than chatting about football, we're going to be chatting about men's mental health side. I've got three great big um, massive experts. We've got two Millwall fans joining us, and we've got someone from the um, Football um, Supporters Association talking about their new campaign, which is called Terrace Talk, which is about um, when we do go back to football, you know the people standing around you. You can have conversations, check people are okay. It's all around that. It's okay not to be okay. Um, and we've got we've we've got Robbie uh, Robert Hissy Hissy, I think he's Hissy, um, who's the um, hypnotized guy. Uh, he's on Instagram, Facebook, etc. Um, he's done loads of celebrities and all that. It's about retraining your brain, get your brain into a better way of thinking. And we've got um, Scott, who does. Um, the Proper Blokes Club, which is something that he set up on his own where he gets blokes to meet up um, and go for walks and talks and everything else. So we're going to have three great experts, less talking from us, but it will definitely be more interaction with them, uh, add tips and whatnot. And we're, we're going to be talking about things what affect men. So, you know, why is the suicide rate so high against men? Why do men not bother talking about things regarding mental health, health as well? But it's just going to be slightly different. It's something new. No one's really done it um, on a on a football fan point of view. Um, and and we'll just try it. So, yeah, more people who can join us next week will be fantastic. There'll be a lot of promotion this week. So, uh, so yeah, but if you are watching on YouTube, please just hit the subscribe button. Um, it does you no harm, but it does us all the benefit in the world. Uh, it makes us feel that you love us. Um, so, yeah, and also don't forget to to press the, the thumbs up on Facebook or uh, or YouTube. How does if that? We, if we ever get a million subscribers, we'll do a five-side team. Mickey and Gold, Neil up front with the powerful press of um, being up front. <laughs> we had to knock a few of his heads. I'll play defence and we'll get two of you in as ringers to help us out on a five-a-side game. So... <laughs> I'm sorry, Neil. That comment did crack me up. Um, yeah, I think you've covered it all, Mickey. I think there's nothing else needs to be said. Neil, you got anything else you want to add to, before we go? Yeah, we did do an Into the Lions, Dan. Or uh, on Wednesday, I spoke to Mark Beard, spoke to Mark about the FA Youth Cup run and the Arsenal and Chelsea FA Cup ties. So it's just purely about them for about an hour. Some quite good stuff. He's uh, yeah, he says it the way it is. I wouldn't want to be one of his youth players at Brighton. It's not a bad interview. I've seen some of it. So yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, it's not a good a bad interview. interview. Cheers for that, Mick. <laughs> well, yeah, I, broke my, I broke my stellar I'll give, duck. I'll give you a B plus for that one. All right. 
Um, yeah, yeah, no, I promise I'll duck. The weather's been nice today, and um, we've got summer on the horizon. Hopefully, we're out of lockdown really soon, and hopefully, one day we'll have a beer together in person instead of just doing this over the internet. So, I think I've said it all. Mickey said his piece, Neil said his piece. Mill's gonna win 3 1 tomorrow, like I said, and um, yeah, we'll be back next week. See you guys later. progressive we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road that symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony it's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio until now hit it jerry oh my word really really terrible was that a glockenspiel jerry quote with progressive and see if you could save with america's number one motorcycle insurer progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates uh, no, no, Jerry, it's over. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.